Hi everyone, happy Wicked Wednesday and welcome to Shivers. Since yesterday was my birthday, I wanted to talk about some horror movies that have birthday themes and discuss some folklore traditions surrounding birthdays as well. Starting out with the folklore side of it, early birthday celebrations started with the pagans, which is relatively predictable. Pagans believed that a person was especially susceptible to the spells of good and evil during their birthday. During a person's birthday, spirit, personal spirits would make their appearances as well. This means that you're a bit closer to the spirit world on this day that is special to you. This is where the tradition of birthday wishes comes from. Believing that the spirits closest to you would take your innermost wants and dreams and help manifest them to life with more strength today than any other day. For the tradition of gift giving. In ancient Greek times, gifts were given to those celebrating their birthday as a way of getting rid of the evil spirits that were around or evil spells. They also used noisemakers to help scare away these bad spirits as well, which is where the party poppers and cheering you come from to celebrate birthdays. For the tradition of eating cake. While cake has been around for a long time before the tradition of eating just birthday cakes, the Germans started the tradition of cakes adorned with candles. Sometime during the end of the 18th century, Germans began celebrating Kinderfest. This celebration involved placing one candle for each year of a person's life. The birthday child would blow out the candles while making a wish. Today, Kinderfest doubles as a summertime parade and celebration and a collective birthday celebration for elementary school-aged boys and girls. In England, birthday cakes in the 18th century were also baked with a ring inside of them, and the person who received the ring in their slice of cake would be the one to marry the birthday boy or girl. The Pennsylvania Germans may have the most delicious rule regarding birthday cuisine, though. Their tradition requires you to eat a donut for luck on your birthday, which guarantees that you will live for a whole nother year. For the tradition of candles themselves, birthday candles started with Artemis, the moon goddess. To help celebrate Artemis, Greeks offered her cakes adorned with glowing candles, not necessarily just a birthday cake, but cakes and goodies and things like that, that would all glow. The Greeks also believed that smoke helped carry their messages to the gods. By blowing out candles, you help send your wishes skyward. The final piece of folklore, which I wasn't even really aware about before doing some research, is the idea that you should not say happy birthday to someone early. So it's better to celebrate someone's belated birthday than an early birthday. Uh, it's only natural in general for you to want to wish somebody happy birthday in advance, but in some parts of the world, your seemingly innocent wish is supposed to bring bad luck down to the birthday boy or girl. In Russia, for example, you should never celebrate a birthday until the actual day of the event. If you can't celebrate it on the day itself, wait until afterward to avoid bad luck. In Germany, even wishing someone a happy birthday before the day of the event is bad luck, not just celebrating, but just saying it. Simply to say, just to be safe, some superstitious folks in that country, in those countries, don't give children any gifts until the day after their birthday. So, but like I said, belated birthdays, I guess, are better than early birthdays. So, those are some of the pieces of folklore surrounding birthdays, uh, a lot of which I didn't know, so hopefully you learned something new as well. Um, getting into the horror movie side of things, there's really not a ton of horror movies that revolve around birthdays, but there are three that we're going to talk about today. So, 
at number one, we have Happy Death Day. This movie was created in 2017 and revolves around a college student named Tree. Uh, she is very self-centered, a typical college-aged, selfish woman. Nothing crazy special about her personality. Um, one day, she wakes up in her bed like any other day, and it's her birthday. She's in bed with her boyfriend, Carter, in her dorm room. As the morning goes on, she gets the eerie feeling that she has experienced the events of this day before. When a mass killer, Babyface, suddenly takes her life in a brutal attack, she wakes up once more in Carter's dorm room, same place as she was before, completely unharmed. Now, the frightened young woman must relive the same day over and over again until she figures out who is murdering her. Throughout the movie, we're led on this wild goose chase of who done it and who murdered her and really trying to figure out what is actually going on. But in reality, the premise and the moral of the story is that it is inherent for our personal growth to just be selfless. In the movie, finally, towards the end, Tree puts her selfishness aside and kills herself in order to save her boyfriend's life in the process. Basically, Tree finally puts someone else's well-being before her own and prevails. For our second movie, which is a little bit of a cop-out, we have Happy Death Day to You, which came out in 2019 as the follow-up to Happy Death Day. So, same characters in this movie. We have our main character as Tree. She wakes up in horror to learn that she's stuck in a parallel universe. Rather than waking up in her boyfriend's dorm room, the same as what she was doing in Happy Death Day 1, she's waking up in a different dorm room. Her boyfriend Carter is now with someone else, and her friends and other fellow students seem to be completely different versions of themselves. When Tree discovers that Carter's roommate has been altering time, she finds herself once again the target of this masked killer, Babyface. When the psychopath starts going after her inner circle of friends, she soon realizes that she must die over and over again to save everyone. As with the first film, the purpose of the movie is for Tree to save herself by being selfless. In the end, she finally returns to her own reality, breaks the time loop, and all of her hard-earned progress in life is restored. So, these are not overtly scary movies. They are gory, they are fun, um, but in general, they're pretty good for people who just wanna have a, a good time with a horror movie. And if you are celebrating your birthday, then may as well watch that and be extra festive. So the final movie for us to talk about today is My Soul to Take. This is an older movie directed by Wes Craven in 2010. It's a folklore and legend movie. So kind of like Candyman, kind of like It, where we have this elusive character that's coming back to town and uh, the legend of this person is really looming in the distance. So. The film's title itself comes from the line in the prayer, Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep, which reads, If I shall die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Wes Craven previously used this prayer as a mantra by Nancy Thompson in A Nightmare on Elm Street. So, the premise of this movie is in the small town of Riverton, not Riverdale, a local legend tells of a serial killer, the Ripper, and his oath to come back and kill seven children who were born on the same night that he died. 16 years later after his death, Riverton residents are disappearing again, making people wonder if the legend is actually true. These seven children who were born on the day of the killer's death and supposedly carry the traits of his personality are dubbed as the Riverton Seven. 
we have a blind person named Jerome, a loser named Alex, a very imaginative person named Jay, timid person named Bug, religious Penelope, beautiful Brittany, and Jock Brandon. They gather for the annual ritual of killing a ripper that is a puppet that kind of looks like the serial killer to superstitiously prevent his return. On this 16th birthday, the group fails to kill the puppet and doesn't throw it into the fire, and so they assume the worst. The Ripper is back to fulfill his destiny. The group theorizes that the Ripper's evil soul jumped into one of the Riverton Seven and is forcing them to kill off the others. This is a really great movie. It didn't do too well at the box office and um, doesn't have the best reviews, but I really, really, really like the ending, like the acting, like the storytelling. I think it's incredibly original, so I don't want to spoil the ending of this one, but I would definitely recommend watching it. So, thank you for listening to today's Wicked Wednesday. Be sure to make thoughtful wishes for your birthday, and remember some of the other strange traditions on your special day. For those of you who want to continue talking about all things spooky, you can sign up for the Shivers Meetup page and be actively part of events and discussions. Enjoy your day, everyone.